welcome back to Mental Mamas. Uh, I don't know what episode this is. Maybe episode 16, episode 17. Um, we're not into the I mean, if yet. we're doing seasons, we're on... Well, that's still, I don't know. Season because, 2 of episode... Um, episode... 7? 10 was... Anyways, we're here. <laughs> we had 11 episodes <laughs> in the first season. Did we? Yeah, because Am the... Am I counting them wrong when I post them on social media? You might be. Um, we should start, like, labeling them episode whatever. so that Like, can, in the like, title? Yeah, so I can keep <laughs> track of it, because I'm literally, every time I make it, I count, at least. I, well, because I, I was... I counting wrong every single time, but... Originally, when we were doing season one, I was like, oh, we'll just end on 10 episodes... Right. But then I realized our um, adoption episode was that two-parter, oh, and that pushed it to 11. That's probably why... I don't know. That might be why. But I would still... I don't think I'm... We'll, we'll have to count after this. Yeah, we'll I, count. We'll <laughs> count. I know I'm bad at math, but... <laughs> um, all right, so we can get started with today's Goober Award. We're talking about, just so everybody knows what we're talking about... We're talking about parenting today. Yeah, gentle parenting. Um, I know we had talked about, you know, the different styles of parenting, and we've touched on gentle parenting before, um, but since it's such a big thing in social media and in, yeah, the in-depth. Yep. And I'm doing it kind of like how I did the PCIT, where I give you, like, the the practices and, like, the... um, research kind of based around it so yep i'm excited for it but um so i'll start with the goober award for today oh my gosh i just realized that we were going to come up with lists of if i were a worm would you still love me (gasps) oh no i I forgot forgot about (laughs) it this is why so do you I needed st- my notebook. <laughs> do you still love me? Even though I forgot about it. <laughs> I do. I okay. do. I will still love you even I though. I um, Yeah. Even though you done effed it up. Yeah. Way to go, Riley. <laughs> Just because it's your birthday month. Yeah. Well, I'll do anything on my birthday month. <laughs> it's my birthday. Um, when this comes out, it won't be my birthday anymore. No, it'll I mean, be... You could still count it. <laughs> if you're really feeling it. It's your birth year. No, but yes. <laughs> I mean, no, not technically, but you were born in a year, in a month. <laughs> I am 11 months old. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so, Goober Award. Let's get started. What was I going to say? I don't remember. Let me think about it for a second. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really fast train of thought. My trains are not that fast. (laughs) My train is just going and going and going and going and going. Um, (laughs) So I've been really, I I think it's my medicine that I've been on. I got, I was switched to medicine and I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I, they switched antidepressants on me. Um, while I was pregnant so like before when I wanted to get pregnant I was like I'm not gonna use any any antidepressants and that was not the best choice for me (laughs) but I I was like nope that's what what we're gonna do I'm I'm not gonna I don't need this crap (laughs) 
I was wrong. Spoken like a true person with mental illness. Yeah. My meds make me better. So I'm going to stop taking them. And then all of a sudden you're not better. And you're like, wait a second. I don't get it. Why am I not better? I'm notorious for that. Just stopping my meds because I think I'm better. It was rough. I was like, for me, anything, any minor inconvenience that's happening with my inner body my body and my stomach is like oh you're dying and so it decides that it doesn't really want any like stomach contents in my <laughs> this stomach. includes the stomach yes. itself <laughs> yes it doesn't want any stu- anything in my stomach if i'm gonna die so it's like just any minor inconvenience you got a cold whatever you're gonna vomit anyways new medicine that's mm-hmm. what i'm on now i'm on a new medicine and it's so weird, but I kind of think this medicine is making me, like, feel more. And it's funny, because it's the one medicine that you were felt the... You said you felt nothing. Oh, the one that I slept all the time? The Zoloft? Yeah, Zoloft yeah, messed yeah. me up. Yeah, no, I I feel things, and it's really weird. I don't know how to say it, but, like, I would literally be watching TV... And then I will be like, like uh, something sad will cross my mind. Like it doesn't. And even you just have start to be, crying. It doesn't even have to be in the. Yeah, and I start crying. Like um, everybody knows, but I'm a huge fan fan of Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew Perry died, R.I.P. And I thought you were gonna start crying because <laughs> we're talking about it, and I no, was like, I don't... I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna panic here. Panic attack. <laughs> no, it was. It's usually. I don't feel like do it i still don't do it in public it's right when not that this is public but it is public but yeah kind of um but yeah no i turned on friends the week after matthew perry died and it was the episode where chandler and monica got married (laughs) um I have no idea how you got that off. <laughs> I just was touching something soft and I pulled on it and it came out. It's a little cat finger mitten. <laughs> it's not a finger mitten. I don't know how what do else you it get could that be. Off? It's, it's on my. <laughs> <laughs> it was in here. <laughs> it's a cat paw and now it's on my finger it's and I'm going to keep cat it there. Paw. It's one of like those cozies for your leg legs on your <laughs> your stools not like poop stools but like, <laughs> like chair stools like the chair legs it's a cozy for your chair so you if you had like so it doesn't nice like floor. scratch it up yep well. all right so we're back to me being emotional <laughs> cried during friends moving on <laughs> Yeah, I normally don't cry, but um, I was picking up actually medication for my stomach because it's effed up. Mm-hmm. I've had heartburn since being pregnant and never goes away. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but I was picking up the medication and I was waiting in line and it was a long line because it's after work. Everybody's getting their medication apparently. And this lady... Like, um, so there was a couple of people and I was with Archer and that, so I was already stressed out about it because I like, Archer wants to run around and I'm like, I gotta be in line. I, I already tried letting you run around and you, you ran and I lost my spot in line. Yeah. (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) Um, but there was like 
a girl who was getting her medicine and then a guy who I presume is the boyfriend and then a mom maybe I don't know it was a group of three people and all of a sudden out of nowhere the girl who is in front of me just starts crying like and I don't know what they're talking about they're not even at the medication yet so it can't be the medication I, I mean it could be I guess but I was just like my judgy self I'm just I'm naturally a judgy person yeah and I don't mean to be <laughs> it just like it's in it just comes and at least I don't say it out loud and except for right now when I am saying it out loud well that's okay it's fine <laughs> um but <laughs> yeah so she started crying and then finally I got up to the line and they were like yeah so so at, at the end they left whatever they they cried I judged them <laughs> um when I got to the front of the line they told me that it wasn't ready and it would be ready in 15 minutes and I was like looking at Archer who was done and looking at the, the person and she could tell that that was not okay so she asked is that okay and I <laughs> and I was like um yeah um uh yeah I think I think maybe I'll just come back tomorrow because I can't, I can't my my stomach can I can my heart can be on fire for another day it's fine yeah I'll I'll survive yeah um but that made me cry <laughs> <laughs> that would honestly though that would make me cry but that might just be because I am a spoiled child and if I don't get what I want right away then I cry I just, like, started tearing up. I was, like, I waited all this time. Also, I was, um, we had to go to Target afterwards because Archer needed new shoes for daycare because I got yelled at for Archer's shoes, so he needed new shoes for daycare. It's fine. It's whatever. I I was, like, it's my fault. So I, What did I, they, how did, why'd they yell at you about his shoes? I guess they didn't yell at me. It just felt like it. <laughs> I think that's considered yelling. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> they told me, hey, he needs new shoes. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> How do I say this words. in a nice way? Um, they can shove it. <laughs> And they could be like, hey, we noticed, I don't know, maybe his shoes are just slightly too small. Hey, we noticed his toes are kind of getting cramped. Might want to look at some new shoes instead of being like, he needs new shoes. Like, shut up, you judgmental, overpaid babysitter. Not overpaid. Those poor girls are not overpaid. Well, I know, but <laughs> glorified, glorified babysitter. Yeah. Well, and it was technically the daycare owners of the center who said that but i was like yep okay fine whatever it's fine I'll, I'll do it so i was already like stressed out about it because archer just does not do well at places plural after yeah daycare. after daycare he just wants to be home same so me too like, buddy he just when i went there and i was like okay cool 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 and then i was like thinking about it and i was like I can't pick it up tomorrow. It's not gonna work. That that won't work at all. I have plans tomorrow, and then 
Um, so basically what ended up happening is I left Hy-Vee, went to Target, did all the Target crap, did not find any good Halloween outfits, which pissed me off because it was around Halloween and I, I was like Halloween outfit from Target. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> all right. So my Goober Award is a Dean Goober Award. Um, so Dean has a really big personality and he kind of, I don't know, he just does really silly things because mm-hmm. he's super stinking cute. Yeah. And with Halloween, he has, Dean has always loved hats. Yeah. Just forever. He loves them. And Elwin. He actually wears them? Or, or... Uh, he likes to put them on and then take them off and yeah. put them on and yeah, take them was, off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Elwin was a witch for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And she had this cute little hat that came with her costume and she he found cute. it. And he put it on, and he, so he's in the living room, and he puts it on, and he goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's so cute. Every single time he put it on, ha, ha, ha. Just like, <laughs> like that. An evil little yes. crackles. <laughs> yeah. And then now it has escalated to any time he puts something on his head, or if he puts on, like, mine or Chris's shoes. Oh, my God. Amazing. His shoe on your head. <laughs> well, no, he puts him on his little feet. Oh. His teeny tiny little baby feet. I love that. And then he walks around. Ha, <laughs> um, We just got, like, I just, we, I just got hand-me-down Crocs, and I haven't worn them yet, because I'm not quite sure yet if I'm a Croc kind of girl or not. Um, I probably am. <laughs> but I just, that, that's my first pair of Crocs. But Archer has been wearing them. When I say Archer has been wearing them, he's been wearing them on his hands. I love it. (laughs) Elowen has a pair of Crocs, and the twins, Delilah, likes to put them on Mm -hmm. in the car, because they're in the car right now. She wore them out and then didn't wear them in. I don't know. But Lila will put them on her feet and in her car seat and just sit there with these giant Crocs on her feet. And I'm like, all right. I know, it's so cute when they put them on their feet and then they try walking around and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. clown you? They're so cute. For real clowns, though. For real. But yeah, no, he does a little evil cackle that's super duper cute. Um, Anytime he puts on a hat or shoes that aren't his. Mm -hmm. And um, they, this also kind of goes along with it. I got them mittens. Yep. Um, and they're not like mittens where there's a thumb section. It's just like, uh, like the scratch mittens that you get for newborns, Yeah. but they're like for toddlers, um, for winter. And every time I put them on their hands, they immediately go into hand puppet mode and go, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> it's so funny. So they just walk around with their little mittens on. <laughs> I feel like Archer's favorite part of the day right now is taking off his shoes and his socks because he, like, giggles. Yes. And then, but then you take off his socks and, like, if I just, like, set them down next to him, he'll put his, try putting his socks back on. And so it's a game now. And he loves it when I put his socks on his hands. He's like, this (laughs) is amazing. I love it. And then one day I put his gloves and his gloves were like the five finger gloves why does that sound weird anyways um (laughs) but i put them on his foot and oh my god he thought it was the funniest thing that's so cute could not stop laughing so cute yeah i was thinking about the hat the other day those stupid 
shit that I do just to make him laugh. Oh. I'm like, I would never, ever do that in public. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But it is, when they laugh, it is just... It's adorable, yeah. My favorite thing is when you take... So the twins really like to take their shoes off when they mm-hmm. get home. Shoes and socks come off immediately. Yep. But when we first started consistently wearing shoes and socks, when I would take their socks off, I go, pop, and pull it off because it pops yep. off their foot. And now if I don't say pop, they do. <laughs> so I'll pull it and not say anything, and Dean will go, pop. I love it when they learn stuff like that. Like, Archer started, I think I probably mentioned it before in the podcast, but Archer started saying uh-oh to everything. Oh. And I'm like, oh my god, my heart. Uh-oh. It's so cute. They like to say thank you a lot. So oh, yeah. it's like every single bite at meals, you give thank them food, you. and they say thank you. And then you're like, you're welcome. And then they take a bite. Thank you. <laughs> And they'll take turns. They'll tell me thank you. They'll be like, Mama, thank you. Mama, thank you. Like 10 times. And then they'll go, Daddy. And Chris will go, what? They'll go, thank you, Daddy. At least they're grateful. Yeah. (laughs) Look at you. It's teaching them gratitude. Young. (laughs) I think they just like to say it because then it's just, I don't know. They're so cute. A response that you kind of know. Yeah. Yep. It's super duper cute. But that actually like the gratitude and the, um, learning things actually leads us right into our, um, topic of gentle parenting. So I know we talked about gentle parenting before with just general parenting styles Mm -hmm. and, I know that it's super prominent in social media. It's kind of the big thing right now, which I think is great. Yeah. Because it is a really great um, way to parent, despite the fact that it's extremely hard. I mean, parenting in general is extremely hard. It is. Yeah. That's what I think I was going to notice because I don't think that, like, all of the things that I see on TikTok where they're, like, your child is having a meltdown and you're just, like, calmly being, like, all right, it's all like I'm sorry I'm having these big feelings, or it's like it does not come naturally to me whatsoever. I this sounds really horrible. I can gentle parent um, adults easier than I can gentle parent my children. Well, and I wonder if that has to do with the work, you know? Because maybe I think, I think I've noticed that too, where like something they say is basically me babying my customers that I have, like the angry customers, and I'll baby them and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it sucks so much that you were part of a scam. And somebody, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I completely get what you mean. I think that I also kind of do it in a condescending way with some of my coworkers, if they're just stupid. Yeah. Uh. I have stuff to say about that. (laughs) Can't wait to hear it. But um, so just to kind of refresh, what is gentle parenting? Gentle parenting is an evidence-based, peaceful, soft style of parenting that focuses on establishing a collaborative parent-child relationship. Um, I feel like when, I know we talked about PCIT. um, I feel like PCIT really teaches you how to gentle parent. That's what I was thinking when I was kind of learning a little bit more about it, too. I was like, wow, that is a lot like gentle parenting. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Um, In gentle parenting, though, you practice empathy, respect, understanding, and healthy boundary setting with your child or children. Mm -hmm. 
And I did get this first bit of information from choosingtherapy.com. Um, and so, I mean, the, the website talks about, you know, what is it about? It's about recognizing your child as an individual and responding to their needs. We've talked about how it feels like our children are an extension of us. Yeah. And I think one thing that I really like about gentle parenting is they are an individual. Mm -hmm. They have their own feelings. They have their own wants and needs. And it's our job to recognize that and show that respect and empathy towards that. Um, The belief is that it helps you build a relationship based on their willingness and choices instead of expectations and rules like a lot of other parenting styles. Kind of like... um, my parents were very authoritarian parents. Uh, you will do as I say, when I say it, and no questions asked. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to kind of get away from that, I feel like. It is so hard to get away from like that. how you know that they'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. But. Unless you have my children who just don't care. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't care at all. Um, but with gentle parenting, it's really up to your child to be cooperative. Yep. Um, and with all the other facets that go into gentle parenting, you build that relationship with them so that they want to do these things. They yeah. want to make the right choice, which I think is really, really nice. Because when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you don't have that impulse control. Yep. So you kind of just... Do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, there are three C's. What I found out is there are three C's of gentle parenting. So connection, communication, and consistency. Obviously, patience is key. Um, just with any parenting, period. Yeah. You have to be yeah. patient. But especially with gentle parenting. Yeah, especially with gentle parenting because so many of us were raised in that um strict which i'm not sure there's like much wrong with that i think it's more like of a trust thing really um yeah because i obviously like well one of those so for me i the only knowledge i know of gentle parenting is what comes on my tiktok and what comes on my tiktok is like oh well if they come to me there's no consequences for their actions and i'm like okay but that's not that's not teaching them how the real world works. Yeah, and that's what I kind of, like, and see, that's what I'll be interested in when we're done talking about the basics of what kind, how we can actually implement it in the real world, because it's like, no, I don't, I don't think it's right where, like, if my child cheats on a test and goes and tells me, hey, I did something wrong, I cheated on a test, Yes, they should get praised, which I think that's what my parents did. Yes, they should get praised for being honest about it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from... The fact that they did something wrong and they need to face the consequences. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's I... like if you commit a crime, like if you steal, if you rob a bank, and then you go tell the police, which is the stupidest crime I've ever heard. <laughs> but Just, you can't, yeah, you can't walk into a police station and be like, oh, hey, I robbed this bank, and they're going to be like, oh, you're good, you I can go. I told us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they're not, they're going to be like, you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not... 
it doesn't make sense to just not have consequences. Yeah. Um, and I did actually, I read, I, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I did read an article that kind of talks about that. And I'm so interested to hear about it. I have so many comments about things. <laughs> um, so kind of just to go over the basic pl- practices of gentle parenting, empathy. So this is to be aware of your child's feelings or needs. T- kids don't typically do things for no reason, even though it might feel like that. So yep. like your baby is crying. Yep. They're not just going to cry and cry and cry for no reason. Something. Yep. Well, even that, that's a developmental thing. Yeah. And that's, yeah. It's not something that they can control, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, so it might not feel like there's a reason for them to be acting out, but there's probably something going on. I think it's important to note too, especially with like how you and I grew up in being millennials or Gen Zers or whatever. The We're kind of the in-betweeners. We are because nobody accepts us. In yeah. <laughs> We've seen both sides of it, yeah. Because, yeah, Mason's older than me and he's like, you are not a millennial. And I'm like, oh, okay, well then why do, why do I know all of this millennial crap? Yeah, all? yep. But yeah, neither of them accept us anyways. Um, but with, like, empathy, I did not... I think we learned more about, like, the sympathy, which is different than empathy, because sympathy is more, like, can be viewed as they pity you or something yeah. like that, versus, like, empathy is supposed to build them up, and I have the hardest time even distinguishing the difference or even, like, implementing it, because it just does not Yeah, with with empathy, it's a lot more about understanding how the person is feeling, and what they're going through yep. whereas sympathy is like you said I feel like I was raised that it's the pitying you yeah which I cannot stand <laughs> well yeah it's like it's annoying I think um the pity part because it's like it, it's not helpful but yeah I'm not quite sure that even I mean sympathy or sympathy goes a good way for certain circumstances, I think, but then empathy also does, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like empathy is way more helpful. Yeah. Something um, like that. But the one of the other basic practices is respect. So the golden rule, treat your child the way you want to be treated. Right. Um, and this is going to build that skill of, you know, being a decent human being later yeah. in life. Um. You know, if you are mean to your child, if you're verbally abusive, whatever, when they get older, they're going to act like that as well. Yep. It's a learned behavior. And that's, we talk a lot about breaking the cycle, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, And, you know, ending generational trauma. And that's, respect is a huge part of that. You have to give respect to get respect. And Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer of, I don't respect anyone until they've given me a reason to. Yeah. I think I'm also that way because, and I understand different cultures would be like, you got to respect your elders. But I do think that like, well, you know, in like the Chinese culture, Mm -hmm. that's how they're, they grow up and they really respect and like praise ancestors or whatever mm-hmm. it is they do. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. Right. Um, but for me, when a old man is rude to me, I do not see any reason 
why I need to shut my mouth and accept it. Yeah, there's no... And I think that it also, like, specifically with parenting, the respect to your elders, like, the, you know, like, I think everybody's been told... You have to do this because I'm older than you. Yes, that's it. seniority. Yep. Yeah. I have to do this. That's why. Why? Why do I have to do this? Because I'm older than you. I know better. Kind of a thing. And that's not like I can see where that definitely becomes bad in a lot of instances, especially when it comes to um, pedophile sexual. Like, yeah. Or abuse in general. Kind yep. of a thing. Like it. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely. Uh... I hate to say, like, a grooming technique, but it kind it, of is. It is probably their grooming technique. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know, obviously, but it would be a, a good grooming technique of, hey, I have been alive longer than you. I know the world. Well, and you, you, just how the if you is. think about, like, kids that are abused by a parent, yeah. a lot of the times the parent will say, oh, well, this is normal. Yep. And they don't know and, any better. Yeah, they think that everyone's like that. Everyone, yeah, in yeah. everyone's household is like that because they don't know any better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think that's why I like that gentle parenting idea because it really is like that mutual respect of hey, you can have your opinions and I can have mine, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, and you can raise your hand if something feels off. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. That's what my hope is if I become better at gentle parenting is like it would be Archer would feel very comfortable in coming to me and being like, hey, this, this feels happened. unfair or yeah. yeah. Yep, that's that's kind of like my big thing with my kids. I just want them to be able to come to me. Yep. And obviously I want them to know that I'm not going to let them get away with dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I do want them to feel comfortable enough to come to me and be like, hey, mom, this is going on. Yep. Um, and I need your help or whatever. Yep. Um, understanding is another basic practice. Because the brain grows so fast and so much in the first 18 months of life, kids don't always have the same control over their actions the way we do. And that's that goes right back into that impulse control. Kids right. don't have impulse control. Yeah. Um, So one of the best things you can do is expect age-appropriate things from your kid. You're not going to expect a six-month-old to pick up all their toys. Right. Because they don't know how yet. Yep. And so you you can't be like, oh, you have to pick up all your toys, and then if your child doesn't do it, be upset with them if it's not something that they are capable of at that age. Yep, yep. So you really have to understand where they're... Where um, cognitive, yeah, yeah, and you see a lot of tantrums in toddlers because of unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So we expect them to tell us, like, for example, we expect them to tell us what's wrong, yeah. but they don't have the vocabulary. Yeah. Their form of communication that something is wrong is crying mm-hmm. or having a tantrum, throwing themselves on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they don't have a way to express what those feelings are. They don't know what those feelings are. Right. And so expecting them to tell us what's wrong when they can't, you know, is going to lead to more tantrums mm-hmm. and more severe tantrums. Um, 
setting boundaries. Obviously, you should set boundaries for your child. Like, you can't do this. But they have to be realistic boundaries. Yeah. Um, the fewer rules there are, the easier it is to be consistent, which I That's think I goes into too. everything. Which it's like um, the one uh, TikTok that I saw is... If you you need just a few no's and you need to stick with them. Otherwise, you don't really say the word no. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like, um, for Archer, he always wants to get into the trash. That's a no kind of a thing. Whereas, like, if he were playing, I've noticed that just um, once in a while I'll be like, no, don't do that in, like, a joking way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably... Like, it's a little too much for me to feel like he understands that, my sarcasm. Right, yeah. (laughs) We, that's something I struggle with because I get so overstimulated so easily. Yep. So things that I normally wouldn't, wouldn't bother me sometimes will bother me. And then I get upset because it's bothering me. That's me, yep. Um, One thing I have learned and I kind of started doing this with Elwin pretty early on. If she's not hurt, hurting anyone and nothing's getting broken, mm-hmm. I don't care what she does. Mm-hmm. Safe, happy, and healthy. That's all that matters. Yeah. Obviously, she like, like I'm going to tell her no to playing in the parking lot. Like, right. There's obvious things that are no's yep. for safety reasons yep. and things she can understand. Yeah. But I'm not going to... You know, tell her not to play in like the mud, kind of. Right, because what is it hurting? Yeah, exactly. That's and I think that's a really good way to look at things when you are deciding what boundaries to set. And I think like when I say playing in the mud, no, it's not really easy to let them play in the mud. I feel like because like you're like okay. That's more, it just, when you see that, I feel like, for me, I'd be like, okay, that's more on my plate. I've got yeah, to I have to clean them clean up. Clean them up before they come in. We got to take a bath. We got to maybe wash the carpet when they come in. Like, there's mm-hmm. just a lot on in your mind because you're an adult, but that's not in their mind. And I think, I think maybe it's, like, important to just remember that, that their kids are just growing up and having fun and that's their only responsibility and if they're comfortable to go play in the mud without like fear of repercussion then that's probably a good thing well and play is the biggest way that kids learn yep so you know they're gonna play in the mud and they are gonna learn oh i don't like being dirty or whatever or yeah or whatever and they're gonna learn about worms yeah (laughs) And it's not it's not hurting anyone. Yeah, it might be a little extra work. And I think as parents, we kind of overwhelm ourselves. Um, oh, for sure. With, I think it's like the perfect image thing for social media. Yeah, know? and not necessarily social media because like it's been going on for years. You know, you don't want your kid to you don't want to go to the grocery store and your kid to look dirty. You don't want right. to go to the grocery store and your kid not to. Um, look warm toasty you know like I think a big part of that is like societal standard you I know I have talked with my mother-in-law about this a lot mm-hmm. the twins are messy Ellie has always been a messy kid yeah and they'll get dirty or whatever and I'll take them over there you know after daycare or 
Yeah. Whatever. And she'll be like, well, aren't you worried someone's going to call CPS? No. No. I wasn't. (laughs) Now I am. Thank you. Are you going to call CPS? Like, I think there's so much societal standard and there's that fear that if your child doesn't look perfect, that you're a bad parent and your kid's going to get taken away from you. And I know that that's something that I personally have struggled with, like that fear a lot over the years. My biggest fear is that someone will take my kids away from me. And I don't have reason to be worried about that necessarily. Yeah, because like... As long as your kids are bathed, it's not okay. Yeah. Like, Archer comes home dirty every single day from daycare because, like, they... And they have a lot on their plate. It's fine. But they, like, don't wash his face off always, like, after every snack or that kind of a thing. Right. Where, so, like... I'm going to be honest. I don't wash my kids' face after they eat. Yeah. So, like, it's... It's like they've got... I don't know. For me, they're, they're a kid. It seems normal i mean like if we're gonna sh- take a picture of them then yeah i'll wash off their pants. right like if we're or if it's go like to somebody's house then that i don't know very well then i probably would or even you know they've eaten something really messy yep. and it's on their hands and their face and they're yep. going to be climbing all over stuff yep then you're then you're gonna, gonna wash their it. face yep. off but then, like yeah but like the twins will eat I don't know, something with crumbs, and they might have crumbs on their face. And, like, I might brush them off, but I'm not going to be as worried about it as I am, like, spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, with spaghetti sauce, I might wipe them up and then just put them in the bath real quick. So it's really, like, picking your battles. Yes. And I think those battles are a little bit different than what they were... 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. In comparison, um, one thing, back to my mother-in-law, one thing they always say is, um, well, when my kids were little, they never went out in clothes that weren't, like, fancy and cute. And I'm like, I'm going to send my kids to daycare in their footy pajamas. They're clean. That's all that matters. Personally, I sincerely doubt that that's accurate. Because I know. I, so I was actually looking on Facebook the other day, and there is, like, all those fancy photography pictures. And this one picture was apparently of a six-year-old girl, but she's, like, wearing adult business casual clothes, like that weird um, corduroy skirt and, like, a turtleneck and mm-hmm. everything and, like, those higher boots. And I'm like, there's no way that this girl is six. And then I, like, keep thinking about it. And I'm like, I never dressed like that when I was, yeah, like, you know. Like, I mean, like, I always had. dress to play is the thing. When you're young, you need to dress to play. Yeah. Because if you're dressed in fancy clothes, you're not going to be able to get dirty. Because, yeah, you know, there's that fear of repercussion. Yep. Um. So, yeah, with boundaries, the fewer the rules, the easier it is to be consistent, be reasonable, um, and this helps your kids know what to expect and what mm-hmm. is expected of them, Yeah, which is a really big thing because that is going to lead more into that um, willingness to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Um, reward and punishment is the last little part of... Um, the basic practices, reward and punishment aren't the focuses of gentle parenting. 
this is because it teaches kids to expect a reward or punishment for behaviors rather than just wanting to do it. Um, right. So. <laughs> you gotta, like, do it based off of the real world. Yeah. Like. So, like, um, there's an episode of Bluey yep. where they ask Bluey to pick up these toys or whatever and she's like well i'm only gonna pick up my toys like my part of it and bandit's like all right well when you do i'll give you a sticker and something happens where she ends up picking up everything and she they're like oh my gosh thank you that was really nice of you and she feels happy about it and so then she the the last little bit of the episode is her like doing things to help out because it makes her feel good. Right. And I loved the way that they did that in the Bluey episode because for the people who don't know, Bluey is uh, an Australian show. It's about a family of dogs. Like they're all. Yeah, they're blue healers. People, whatever. Whatever it is. Um, but I liked, I really liked that too because like when um, Bluey was receiving that praise from Bandit, her dad, um, her tail started wagging and I'm like oh my gosh that is just so cute because I mean like in I feel like in kids if it's your kid I think you can see it but like if I were to give that praise to like Ellie I I think that maybe I wouldn't be able to see it because it's not my kid kind of thing so it was kind of sweet to see that because I mean obviously for me I want to be a good aunt and everything um but it's so difficult when you're like trying to give the praise and you're like, okay, am I being like condescending by being yeah. saying Is that this making her a, feel good or did you did a good job by tying your shoes or is it like actually you know Yeah, and I think that's probably the the depiction of her tail wagging mm-hmm. showing that that made her feel good. Yeah. I think is more like a nod to the parents, like Yeah. You know when you're making your child feel good. And I think Bluey is a really good um, depiction of gentle parenting. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, too, for sure. I mean, it's definitely... And I do... I When I first started watching Bluey with the kids, I spent a lot of time being like, wow, I wish I was that parent. Yeah, yep, same. Because, like, there's so many episodes. Like, what we were talking about before, like, that whole fairy episode where they were... Every single game, they're just there and yeah doing it immediately every game that the kids want to play which i don't think is very realistic but well no that being said like that fairy game um if i could not imagine like playing like basically they were playing hide and seek before and then they came out and i assume bingo just ruined the whole house made it all a huge mess yeah it was quote unquote the fairies yep yep kind of a thing and i cannot like my brain would have been like <gasps> i would have freaked out i'm <laughs> not gonna like, lie we're not playing a game anymore we are cleaning this up yeah yeah but like they were able to do they were really able to handle it very well because they were like okay so the important thing here is that we are playing with our child and building that relationship yeah and i think I we can clean later. It doesn't matter when we clean. Or the housekeeping episode where they're trying to do mm-hmm. housework and the girls are walking funny and they stop, like, 
Chili and Bandit stop to watch them and then try to do it. And the yeah. girls are like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they, like, make the cleaning fun, the kids do. And then the the parents are just like, what in the world? So, like, they stop to be like, okay, this is going to be, like, a memory for me later in life. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And I think... I think that is also another facet of gentle parenting is, like, make it fun. Yeah. Because then your kids are going to be more willing to work with you rather yeah. than against you. Yep. Um, I will point out that if my mom had tried to gentle parent me, it would have failed <laughs> miserably. <laughs> I was a horrible child. <laughs> See, and that kind of brings me to what I think, like, when I was doing a little bit of looking into gentle parenting last night before our recording, I was, um, I saw one article that said gentle parenting, um, isn't, is for, still for, like, everybody, but it's dependent on your personality as a parent and then your child's personality. So, like, for you, your gentle parenting would have less looked a little bit less like sympathy I feel like and looked more like okay hey so you are I'm trying to think of an appropriate bad thing you did as a kid <laughs> to say. so we'll just do one of mine I, I'll, I'll be, so you cheated on a test why did you do that you this cheated was, on a test yeah I did moving on Okay. <laughs> I know you're like amazed by that. And I'm like, I've never imagined you to be. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I forged my teacher's signatures. So <laughs> I think it was like okay. So like the forging team. We're moving on from me cheating on a test. <laughs> I don't know why that's surprising to you because all I cared about were my grades. Yeah, I just you're smart, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart enough to cheat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. Any child who's listening to this, cheating, cheaters never prosper. <laughs> it's wrong. Unless you're playing a board game. Moving on. <laughs> you're not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on this gentle parenting thing. Um, but like for the... For you, for right, um, forging your signature or whatever, like if your mom would have been like, came from an understanding and being like, okay, so why, why are you doing that? And then you would have been like, oh, well, I didn't want you to see X, Y, Z. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And then, then like you guys could have kept building. Yeah, that there. probably would have gone like, a lot better than it would have been, like, actually went. Because, yeah, and I don't know how it went. but It like, didn't go you, well. But, like, if you forge signatures and then it was, like, immediately, like, okay, I found out about it. Now you never get to leave the house ever again because that's what Brandy would do. I, that's I, actually exactly <laughs> pretty much what happened. I think that was the time she grounded me from the computer, my phone, the TV, <laughs> all the books in the house. I wasn't allowed to leave the house unless books, I was going to Brandy, school. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Do you want to know that's what I did? education unless you're reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> Which, let's be honest, I probably was at that time. <laughs> oh, my God, Jen. No, um... 
to be honest though my response to being grounded that in that way was to just sit in my room and be like all right which is a gentle parenting thing so like if she like just if for the example of it like come at it and which i'm not i mean brandy jane would have been really really hard to parent so i'm not judging anything that i think that i think that i was really hard to parent i think that was the right move if i were parenting jane and i'd be like (laughs) okay you don't get to do anything anymore (laughs) cook me food and go to bed (laughs) yeah no um like i said i really don't think gentle parenting would have worked with me because i'm so anti-authority it would have just been hard and gentle parenting is hard gentle parenting is really hard but like i think that i think that and you know clearly you don't know because i wasn't there or like didn't try it myself (laughs) i'm really i'm really trying to be optimistic here and because I know that I was a hard child to parent, <laughs> and I'm not sure how it would have gone if, which I, I don't know, I guess my parents probably tried everything, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and be positive and think that maybe I can avoid it in the future. Like, maybe it won't repeat. Maybe Archer doesn't have all of my genes. Um, Elowen definitely has all of my genes yeah. because she is exactly like me when it comes to punishment. She's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and every time I complain to mom, mom goes, yeah, you were the same way. I am aware. Thank you. You're not helping me. Yeah, this all. is not helpful. <laughs> um, so there's some pros and cons with gentle parenting, obviously. So some of the pros are positive bonding between parent and child. This makes your child more happy, independent, and resilient adults. Um, interacting with your child gently builds neural connections in the brain. That consistency of these positive reactions builds the foundation for like their future relationships, their learning, their logic. You know, like we talked about with if you're an abusive parent, your child's going to grow up to be abusive yeah. more than likely. Or like, if, uh, would they be able to break that cycle? Right. Would they be able to break that They'd cycle? Whereas time. if you have that positive relationship and you're, empathetic towards them and understanding they're going to carry that with them for the rest of their lives and be more empathetic and caring to other people. Um, And then imitation is a really important learning mechanism. You're modeling that empathy and respect and understanding and boundaries and helping build those skills in your kid. Mm -hmm. They're going to imitate what you do. And that's a really good point because I do see like myself, I mean, it's that, I guess, probably that nature versus nurture thing because I was obviously adopted. But, like, I noticed that um, I go at, like, if my friends are, like, you need help, I go at it with, like, my mom's, through my mom's lens, I feel like. Because yeah. the things that I say, I feel like she's told me once kind of right. thing. Like, especially with my younger sister, but also she's like, she goes through a bunch of the same stuff that I did when I was her age. So it's literally like me saying the exact same thing. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> gather that knowledge. Yeah. Like you so may it's not. Like, it's kind of cool because like, you know, if you, if, you, if you do handle it the right way, then, you know, they learn something. But 
it's also very, which I'm sure you'll talk about, it's very, very stressful <laughs> and anxiety-inducing because are you going to handle it the right way every time? Absolutely not. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I definitely... Um, and I think it's, I think the empathy thing is really hard for me because yes. I am very apathetic. Yes. That's um, what's hard for me because, and it's, I, like I said, I think it's a generational thing mm-hmm. because it's like, um, you know, words like, why are you crying kind of a thing like that. That's kind of. If you're going to cry, like. I'm going to give you a reason to cry. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I. That has been something that I have had to unlearn mm-hmm. really like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's impossible to, oh, I mean, it's possible. It's to unlearn, so it's, hard though. It is still like, I feel like it's still instilled in your brain a little bit mm-hmm. because I mean, even for me, when I am like having a bad day or something, I'm like, okay. Is it valid? Am I or am I having a pity party? Which isn't isn't the right way that you should look I at should it. Appropriate. I should approach it with myself, um, and I don't want to do that with Archer either. But I also, at the same time, if he's having those tantrums, I want them to be uh, like effective tantrums. I don't want him right. to be upset all the time. I want him to. Anyways. Yeah, I don't want my child to be having negative feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff because that messes with your brain yep. and it affects your well-being. Yep. So, you know, you want them to be able to look at something and be like, yeah, that sucked, but here's how I'm going to fix it. Yep. You want them to be able to problem solve. I have the hardest time with that because I cannot stand when people feel sorry for themselves Mm-hmm. I it makes me so mad. Yeah, I'm like, just get over it. And I am learning that most people can't just like turn it off. Yeah, not not is. the way that I can. Yeah, and I'm trying to teach my kids to be understanding and you know be able to help people around themselves and help themselves. Yep. And so I have had to learn these skills myself while parenting. It's difficult. And that's kind of what parenting is, too. I think, like, um, the one gentle parenting thing that I was looking at is that it's a lot of work for on you. It starts when you start um, doing more gentle parenting. It's a lot of work on yourself. Yes. On yourself and your mental health first. And then it starts to be more like um, geared toward your kids because you've yep. you've implemented. So you kind of like got a gentle parent yourself first. Or something. Yeah, and that's that's kind of which is impossible for mental health sometimes. <laughs> that's kind of where I see the whole PCIT thing in gentle parenting uh-huh. is because that first phase is really working on you as a parent, yeah, yeah. you being the positive force in your child's yep. life. And that's the first step, like you said, of gentle parenting. Um, That being said, there are some cons. And they're really, you know, common sense cons. So, like, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not. It's super hard. Parenting is super hard. Yes. 
gentle parenting is even harder. It involves a lot of self-discipline. You have to be mindful about everything you do because you are the role model. And I mean, like, that applies to all of parenting, all of working with kids. But when you're modeling these these basic concepts Mm -hmm. and trying to build your child up, you have to do that for yourself as well, like we said. Um, And so it's definitely, you have to be proactive instead of reactive, which is where that patience comes in. Yeah. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your child. Like, it's not easy for anyone. Yep. And no one is going to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easier said than done kind of thing. Um, A lot of people have opinions on gentle parenting, thinking, oh, your child's not getting enough discipline. Um, and I, I hate that, and I, but I, I'm trying to understand their point of view because I, my thing is, like, they think that we're, like, turning them into, like, some kind of pom-pom progressive yeah, whatever. I think it's. I think a lot of it is our parents and grandparents' generations that yeah. feel like they're not getting the kids aren't getting enough discipline. They, they need to be spanked. Yeah, whatever. well, and I think it all kind of started with like participation awards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when participation awards came became a thing, but so many people were so upset. I didn't. I don't remember people being upset about it. But I do remember, or, like, I've noticed that lately where people, like, make jokes about participation awards. And I'm just, like, I I don't know what to say about it. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I do deserve an award for showing up. Thank you. I think, to a certain extent, participation awards are a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I can see where they were a good idea. I can also see where it doesn't help because... I mean, it's, I feel like part of it is to an extent, not always, because obviously, you know, if you're showing up for something that's, you know, anxiety inducing or really hard and you just do your best, that's huge. And you should get, yeah, you should get an award for that or some sort of acknowledgement for that. But if it's a sport, you know, obviously there's competition. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like getting a participation award kind of dulls that down. And I also feel like it can be like, oh, I can do the bare minimum and get praised for it. Right. Whereas you want your child to go above and beyond to be their best selves. And I think what I can kind of like, um, I remember in middle school, everybody got this award but it was tailored to them, and I kind of like that. And I can mm. kind of, I can see where it could go wrong too, because for me in middle school, I was very very quiet. I did not talk to anybody. I had a select group of friends, and they talked to people. I still did not talk to everybody. Right. And but it was still a word given to me by my teachers. And um, for me, I still remember that award because it it's like. Uh, like, every, I know everybody got it, but it's still kind of cool, I feel like. I don't well, know. especially if it's ta- tailored specifically to you. Like, yeah. that, I feel like, is a really good idea because it points out your strengths. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone is good at so many things. Yep. But, like, this is the one thing that you are really good at. Yeah. Or yeah. this is something you are really good at. Right. And I think that builds that confidence. Right. And that's really important. 
versus just being like, oh, you showed up with like 60 other people, yeah, you so know? it's kind of like a way around the participation. Yeah. Order. But. I think in a way they're a good idea, in a way, you know. Yeah, so like for, for example with my school thing, I think that everybody should be awarded for going to school because it is difficult especially yeah. in today's day and age like it's, yeah it's difficult it's anxiety there's bullies there's it's not the easiest time in your life like everybody says it is did but. you in school ever have like the perfect attendance awards I strove for them and then I found out that you can't get them if you have doctor appointments yep I got one one time in elementary school and I spent the rest of my school years trying to get it again because, like, and dying, that, yeah. going to school, dying when you're and you super know, sick. you know, you have that one. If you miss one day, that's it. Yeah. Well, if you miss it, if you go to a doctor appointment, yeah. Which I think that's ridiculous because everybody has doctor appointments, and it's not like you can just schedule them for summer and or the weekend. Yeah. 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 No, I. I think that's something um, that we should do away with. <laughs> I did notice, though, uh, at least here in town, a couple of people got a percentage um, perfect attendance board. I think one of my coworkers, their child is in, like, the fifth grade, and they got a percentage one. So, like, it showed that they had been in school for 90% or more of the days, and they got an award for that. I see. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree because that was because yeah, it is. It's really hard, especially when you have doctor's appointment. Like Elowen, yeah. um, she has therapy on Tuesdays. Yep. she has to leave school early on Tuesdays, yep. and we got a letter being like, "Oh, Elowen has missed this many days," and you know we have shown that more ten or more days, more absences is detrimental to their education. And I'm like, this is necessary. I can't schedule it for the weekend. Mm -hmm. There's not appointments on the weekend. Yeah. This is literally the it's only time period that is open. Yeah. Like you guys want her to succeed in school. She has to do this therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think doing a percentage award is a really good idea. Cause then it's like you, you're doing awesome. You know, this is yeah. fantastic and it's hard and we know that and we acknowledge that. I think that, you so know, it's doing that. Like with the participation award, they set out with the good idea of being like, hey, you did a good thing by showing up, but it's turned into, wow, you did, like, you know, just negative. Like, yeah. wow, you showed up, great job, God, God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the last con of gentle parenting that I found, um, and it's not really a con, it's just kind of like common sense. Mm -hmm. It, like we've talked about, it, re it relies on your, on your child's will. Yeah. So For sure. it, you have to give them the right motivation and especially when there's wrong choices yep. that they could make, yep. you know, am I going to have a tantrum because I'm not getting what I want or am I going to say, Okay. So that, I uh, know we've referenced Bluey like three times. <laughs> Bluey is such a good <laughs> example. But um, that reminds me of the episode where uh, Bandit, Bluey's dad, is trying to get Bluey and Bingo to get out of the bathtub to go to sleep earlier. Yeah. Where he is reading a book that says giving the child a choice 
is the right way to parent. And that's yes. basically what it says. And um, Bluey's mom is like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's still, both of the kids were still young. They did not end up deciding. Like the spoiler of the eight-minute show. <laughs> the kids, the two, like, I don't know, they think they're like six and four. The two kids yeah. do not get out of the tub without, co- like, their parents making them, basically. Yeah, yep. So, like, there's things where you've got to be, like, the whole thing of that. I mean, we can tell you how to parent, but it's not going to work for every kid, it's, and it's not going to work based off of age, like you said. It's yeah. dependent on their developmental and... I mean, you've got to choose when to say no. Because he, like, you can give them the choice, I think, for, okay, for breakfast, do you want to eat cereal or do you want to eat oatmeal? You can give them that choice. Right. But you can't really give them that choice of, okay, so um, you can stay in the bath and play in the bathtub or you can go to bed. You can't, like, that's... They're not going to choose to go to bed. They're kids. Yeah. Yeah, no... That is a really, really good example of that. Um, so, and that, that again plays into it. It depends on your child wanting to behave well mm-hmm. versus yep. what they want or what have whatever it is that's causing this issue. Like you said, with the going to bed early or getting out of the bathtub. Yep. I can honestly say if my kids didn't, you know, like to run around as much as they do, they would stay in the bathtub all night if I'd let them. Yep. You know, but my kids like to get up and run around and be hooligans, and so they take 20-minute baths and then are done. So, I don't know, do you have any more notes? Um, I just have a little bit about um, just, like, kind of a... A Bring it together, yeah. So, I just wanted to, like, kind of go into, I think what's realistic and what's not for like us because if you're listening then you might hopefully be a little bit like us and kind of like not empathetic naturally not like um optimistic all the time Mm -hmm. and have that mental illness like an aura kind of of that's not going to work because I right. think I think when I watch those TikTok videos, that's what I see. I like look and um, they're like, you know, a kid is having a tantrum and they're like, oh, my gosh. So they go go at it and they're like, oh, my gosh. Yes, it really, really sucks that you can't have that candy right now. And I know how that makes you feel and blah, blah, blah. And I. Like, for me, I know I would get anxiety if it was, like, in a grocery store. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's not how I could respond personally. Um, and I also feel like watching that, that's also my my aura of watching that in, on the TikTok is, that's not going to work with my kid. Mm-mm. That's my aura. So what would you think is, what what have you done in your parenting with both Ellie and with Dean and Delilah that you've... Um, have been working on to that you would call gentle parenting? Um, so I think the big thing for me is I talk to my kids like they're adults. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be straightforward. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I will tell if Ellen's having a tantrum, I will tell her you can go sit in your room until you feel ready to talk 
Yeah. And when you're done with this, you can Mm -hmm. come talk to me. Or, like, um, the twins are kind of in that phase of when they get mad, they throw things or break things or hurt each other. Yes. And one thing is that we always say is, you can be mad. That is okay. But you you cannot hurt or break things. Yeah. Like you know validating those feelings yes but also laying the the sternness of this behavior is not acceptable yeah but it's okay to have these feelings yep um and that actually kind of just we're just gonna go over this last little bit because that actually is a really good segue segue into it so um obviously we talked about gentle parenting is hard whether it's a newborn single child, teenager, multiple children, parenting is hard and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And gentle parenting is even harder and it's not for everyone. And that doesn't mean you're a bad parent. Yes. That's a big thing. I think, um, one thing that I read, it's an article called is gentle parenting actually good for kids and parents. And it's on the cut.com. Um, and it's written by a mom who wants to do the whole gentle parenting. And yes. she kind of talks about like her journey in gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not realistic. Like, I'm just not that type of person. And she yeah. put, she took the time to think about that. And she makes a statement of saying that she doesn't do gentle parenting, but she is gentler parenting. Oh, I love that. So, actually. you know, you're not, you're not, oh, these feelings are big and it's okay. It's yeah. that it's okay to have these feelings, but it's not okay to behave this way. Yep. You know, and it's, you're not the authoritarian parent well, of like, you need to stop right now, but it's, I recognize how you're feeling. I understand how you're feeling, but you need to knock it off. <laughs> I think it also gives room to like, parents who are listening to this we're trying to gentle parent calling it gentler parenting because like when I see it I'm like yeah I want to do this yeah I want I see the benefits of it I absolutely want to do this but I like it doesn't come naturally it's hard like we've talked about and then I take it personally on myself and then it's a whole circle because I take it personally on myself then I'm angrier and then it, nothing comes out the way I want it to and then it just keeps going and going and going and I can't do gentle gentle parenting but if you call it gentler it gives you some thinking, room yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's something that I would describe my own parenting as is mm-hmm. gentler parenting because yeah I get upset Right. I've yelled at my kids before right. and I don't feel good about it. And I apologize for doing it. Mm-hmm. I recognize that it's wrong, you know, and I make sure that they know that I'm aware That's that it's I not think, okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent. Yeah. I'm trying my best and sometimes things get to be too much. Right. And I spend 99% of my time you know, being empathetic and understanding with my kids and trying to teach them to be the best that they can be. Yep. But I'm definitely not a gentle parent. Well, yeah. And what my, what my parents always said growing up is there's no book on parenting. I mean, mean, there's a book, there's books on parenting, but there's no 
book on how to do it like step by step versus like when you're installing a like dresser or whatever right. then there's a step by step this is how you do it and you can still screw it up if you're like me but, <laughs> Same. but like um there's no how to on how to do it especially for like how to parent your child right nobody knows how to parent your child and you kind of kind of got to give yourself the confidence and for me I think what I take away from like those gentle parenting TikToks is it's just like a reflection for me where I'm like or that's what I'm trying to do anyways I'm reflecting I'm like okay for like that TikTok where um you are careful about what you say no to that one I'm like okay that's something I can work on I can yeah. work on not saying no when we're playing when we're playing and like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of an example where I'm like, oh, no, don't throw the ball all the way across the room. Like, that's so hard to get to. That's like, I don't want to say no in that instance because that's not what I mean. I'm like joking around. Right. Kind of a thing. Whereas if I say no, I want him to know that I mean no. So that's just like something that I think I think it's more realistic for gentler parenting to set one goal, work on it. And then, you know, reflect later. Kind of like yeah, I definitely. Um, one thing. So. With the whole playing thing and saying no to playing. Mm-hmm. Elwin loves to play hide and seek. Yep. But there's not really places in my apartment to hide. <laughs> so I, where she thinks there is. Yeah, she can fit all sorts of places, but she expects me to hide and <laughs> a sweetheart, I am not going to fit in the laundry closet. Yeah. Like, that's just not how it works. And I've had to tell her, no, we can't do that, but we can do something else. And in the past, I've struggled with, like, pretend play. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. But it's something she really enjoys. And with PCIT and basically learning to gentler parent. Yep. Um, I have gotten better at just saying, yes, let's do that. Right. And just kind of going of along with it. PCIT, um, working on not saying no. Yeah. So. Yep. You really want to, you know, accept the child led interaction. Yep. Which is gentle parenting. Yeah, gentle parenting. Um and expecting I think with gentle parenting, those setting those expectations, what like we said, we have to mm-hmm. talk we have to gentle parent ourselves first. We have to set those expectations for ourselves. So yep. you know, not saying no to everything. Yeah. Um that's setting an expectation for yourself. And that's a reasonable one. You have to set reasonable expectations. You can't, you know, come from um, a household where you were told no all the time and expect that you'll never tell your child no. Exactly. That's not how it works. Exactly. Or like if you're listening to this, you can't you can't implement it all in one day. Oh, yeah. And honestly, maybe you can't implement it all ever because that's just not your personality. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I struggle with empathy, and um, for me, it's kind of like I, I came from a job that they stressed empathy so bad, and I was never good at it because I just did not care. I could not care less about 
this problem that the customer was having. Sorry. Right. <laughs> and so, like, when I hear that word empathy, it kind of, like, makes me cringe still to this day. And I have a thing where I do not take work home. Um, it, it just really screws with my mental health if I take oh, work yeah. home. Um, so, like, even hearing the that I need to bring empathy into my parenting, that's something that, like, is a little bit, like, just not going to be totally realistic for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can definitely try and do it my way, which my way more looks like... Um, you know, oh, Archer, I know you're throwing a fit right now, and I know you're teething, teething so bad. That really hurts, and I'm sorry. We got to do this. Like, my my empathy is, like, here's how we can try and fix it. Yeah, and, and I think that this, that works yeah. perfect. I think that is a really good example of not gentle parenting, but gentler parenting. Yep. And I think it's really important to just give yourself some room to breathe patience yes like you give, said be patient with yourself be patient with your child set reasonable expectations for you and your child give each of you some and, grace and your spouse too oh I yeah know, i mean i am sure it's in really really hard for guys because that is not their personality well we're and, supposed to be the gentle ones not but <laughs> well and like think about um how guys our age like chris and mason how they were probably raised guys aren't emotional emotion yeah well um mason was mentioning that just today we were watching we watch um hulu and we have it with ads Mm -hmm. and have you heard of like the hers and him's drug drugs like i don't know it's a drug company that deals with antidepressants Basically, um, and you like go to hers.com and you're like, I have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, and maybe they give you medicine. I'm not quite sure how it works. But like the ads are kind of interesting because the hers one is by, is the actor in it is Kristen Bell and I really like her and she has like multiple different personalities like she is dressed as a goth person she's dressed as a really sad person she's dressed kind of like happy you know to show like her emotions anxiety emotions and everything and so her her um advertisement is advertising the antidepressants and like hormone things and whatever else um but the hymns so like she ad her advertisement is for called hers, but the hymns I have no idea who, it, who the actor is in that one, but it's not for antidepressants, it's for getting your dick hard. Yeah, that's pretty much the solution that people have for men's emotions. Yeah, just get an erection and have sex. Like which is like, that's not, and maybe it's like for. It's a kind of a strategy for them, like that company, because I do think that it's going to be easier for a guy, not easier, but I, I think a guy is more likely to buy medicine to get their dick hard than to take antidepressants because like taking antidepressants is kind of like admitting oh, that you have emotions. Yeah. And I'm sure so is like the dick hard thing like i'm i'm a, we're both women so we don't really know what i the, yeah i don't get it what the like okay it's like i don't know but yeah no i definitely um but it just shows that like 
Um, that gentle parenting has got to be so much, not more difficult, but it has probably more, um, more of has, a learning curve. It has a lot of different, like you said, learning curves or difficulties that we wouldn't have. Yeah. We are, as girls, we're taught to be gentle. To be parents, we're literally taught taught to be parents parents from day one. Yeah, with dolls and cleaning and cooking and things like that. Whereas guys are expected to play with cars and do quote unquote manly things, and so they don't really have that foundation. And I think that yeah, definitely, it's probably just as hard, if not harder, for them to. To implement it. Yeah. But it's still something, you know, like they can work on if they choose to do so. But yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's all of my notes. Just gentle parenting is hard and don't be afraid to gentler parent rather than gentle parent because gentler parenting is way more realistic, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's way more realistic and it's kind of interesting. I think that gentler parenting is more interesting and um, like something that I would want to implement because I know, I, I, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast too, you're already probably hard on yourself for, for sure parenting because you come from that mental illness like background so already like for me I've been so much struggling so much just this month of feeling like I'm doing enough for Archer and I don't need an extra stress of okay I gotta change my whole personality and parenting style for sure yeah for sure yeah no just (laughs) remember to give yourself some grace and you're not a bad parent if you're not a gentle parenter. As long as gentle you're... Gentle parenter. <laughs> well, I don't know what else to call Gentle parenter. I know. It's like a good verb, though. Gentle parenter. Gentle... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. All right. Well, I think that can be our ending point. So, um, I don't know. We should start, like, introducing ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. I feel like for people who maybe start their podcast now so in the middle like you do yeah i do (laughs) i start in the middle and like you it drives me nuts i don't i don't see how well i even tried to start at the beginning and i'm like this just isn't as good so like (laughs) i don't know but um so i'm riley i'm Jaden, and this is mental mama's podcast you can reach us at um we have an instagram mental mamas underscore podcast we have a facebook mental mamas podcast we don't do twitter or the x or whatever the heck it's called um (laughs) we we're on spotify wherever else you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts. um and we have an email email our email address is mmp r and j m m p at gmail.com <laughs> we'll get it someday we'll eventually someday. <laughs> maybe we should just record one little <laughs> thing no, and just it's kind it. of fun to like stumble through it some people are just gonna be super confused and they're gonna be like um 
So there's probably there one girl's name is starts with an R, so there's probably an R somewhere there. Let's do MRP and see what gets there. See where it goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you guys should definitely email us just if you, especially oh man, I would love to like read other people's Goober Awards or Yeah. Like, even what they think about, you know, um, the topics that we cover. Or, like... If there's anything that you want us to cover. Um, or even, like... Oh, man, there's just so much that we can go over. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you. Bye.